welcome to the 16th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them about their starting industry, what the influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on developers themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they are here to promote, which in this case is The Floor is Jelly by Ian Snyder. Ian, tell us Hello. about yourself. That's, that's me. Yes, um, it's you on your on by by yourself who made this game, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just me and just um, you. disaster piece on the music, which I'm going to talk about later on in the show because I am yep. very impressed by that collaboration. Well done, sir, because I'm a huge, <laughs> huge fan of Fez and I bought the soundtrack to Fez yes, uh, because yes, I thought it was true. sublime. I mean, so so fortunate to have him doing the music. It, it's amazing incredible way better than than i should have had for the game and uh going back to a conversation we had before recording the show it's definitely something wizards would have listened or would or will listen to it. Yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah definitely Although a lot of people not... don't know this but wizards actually have a very diverse taste in music they do i mean getting those spells in their head you know they need <laughs> they need that sort of vibe in the background yeah, yeah. so when did you start making Flashy lighty video games, as I call uh, them. Right, flashy lights. Um, flashy I began lights. making flashy lights. Um, God, when what was it? Two thousand five, I think. Um, which was how many years ago? I don't even know anymore. That's nine years ago. Okay, too much math for me. Nine yeah, years. Yeah, nine years ago. Is yeah. How long I've been making flashy lights? I keep on reminding people, like it's two thousand fourteen now, you know. Like? I mean, for I example, the, the Xbox 360 came out in 2006. It's eight years. And yeah. people look at you and go, really? Like, yes. <laughs> When's the last time you played Geometry Wars? <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, 2005. 2005, okay. yeah. And at that point, I was making um, such classics that we all know and love as um, Cows in Space. It was about these cows in outer space. Of course. And, not uh, pigs in space, then. No, 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 no. Not pigs. That's in... steady. Yeah, <laughs> that's already yeah. taken, been done. <laughs> um, and Super Penguin Bros, which was, believe it or not, a platformer starring a penguin. A pe- Well, it's already won because it's got right. a penguin in it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> so that was that was two thousand five, me. Right. And look how far we've come. Now I'm making platformers. <laughs> Don't be... This is not a platform. <laughs> this is very different. It's very okay. different. So, which is why I've, I've asked... I've talked to you, talk to you now, because people on this show, I've, I bring them in to, to talk about their different and games that I believe are, are, are worthy of attention. And yeah. So there you go. Well, so, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. Um, so, thank you, other there. Uh, mutual Appreciation <laughs> Society. Um, so... <laughs> Moving on from penguins and, and stuff like that, you've been working, beaving away for the past nine years, making various games, and your latest one is indeed The Floor is Jelly, and we'll be talking That's about later. Yeah. Who are your influences? And please don't say producers of Jello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> producers of Jello are certainly not an influence for me. I'll, I'll yeah. say that much. In terms of, of uh, comparing Jelly to Jello, like the, the, the stuff in the game. Yeah. It, I wouldn't actually want this is okay, so this is my dark secret. I wouldn't want to walk on a floor made out of jello. I think it would feel vastly uncomfortable. 
it, you know, like like get up in between your toes and like squish around, and it, right. it's like uh, it's I, this I think this stuff. is a British American thing because jelly in yes. the U.S. is jam over here. Yes. So yeah. you say in the floor is jam. <laughs> in okay. It's 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 weird, right? Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like a great name, you know. Jelly is a fun word. It's got the it's double L's. It's got a Y. It's Originally a nice, be... happy word. You have to smile when you say it. Like geez. yeah, yeah. I can't like say the floor is jam. The floor is like, jam. You want to play the floor is jam? Because that sounds also almost a bit like a jazz game. <laughs> <laughs> now that that I would play. Yes. <laughs> How that would work, I don't know, but it's jamming. So the floor it, is it's jammed. Amazing. I think uh, every time you step, it just makes a random musical note and yeah. sometimes doesn't. And you have to do jazz hands. Yeah. To control yeah. the game. So it'd be a connect game. <laughs> this could, we, have to, we have to write this down. This is a game jam. See, look, it's a game jam about jam. It's genius. There you go. <laughs> this can be, this can be your first game. The internet. This is, this is your game. <laughs> this is my game, that's right. We begin conversation before the show that no one knows about. <laughs> <laughs> Best type of podcast ever. I should stop now. Um, <laughs> so it's not Jello or the creators of Jello or indeed Jam, the makers of Jam, or any other food stuff. What is your right. biggest influences? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I, I successfully answered that question for you. Um, okay, influences. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Vector Park is a huge influence visually, graphics-wise, and like um, when I was just starting out doing Flash stuff, and I discovered um, that this amazing. Um, are you familiar with with Vector Park? Um, Windowsill. I, I, I'm not going to lie and say yeah. I'm not, I don't know. Could you give me some examples of their work? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so Windowsill is is a game made by Vector Park, and it's sort of this. Like weird playground of visual toys that are all kind of in this like uh, flat, colored, uh, textureless 3D that's really like uh, graceful and, and beautiful and elegant and also uh, sort of playful and silly, um, but just just really really gorgeous, impressive stuff. Um, and uh, at the point that I discovered it, I was I had no idea that that kind of thing was even possible in Flash, which is the medium I was working in. Um, and so it was really, really inspiring to see this, this kind of thing being done, and, and, and it pushed me to, to um, really try and, and go farther with the stuff that I was doing. Um, and on that, think, uh, yeah, Just on that, you know, people mm-hmm. do underestimate how much a platform can do. That's yes. been the way for computers for millennia, well, not millennia, decades. Yeah, you know, I can think of a myriad of examples where a manufacturer of a computer would say, "Well, we'd like to do this technical thing, but we can't. It's not physically possible." Then some programmer does some crazy stuff. Go, no, 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 you can't do that. See, look, look. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And from then, I'm talking about the 1970s, right through to now, people just pull. I mean, they stuff on the previous generation of consoles, you know, 360 and the PS3, still look fantastic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyway, I interrupted. <laughs> so, um, Windowsill. I'm going to look that up. Uh, yeah, Windowsill. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really great uh, thing. And he's also got um, a website. I think it's just Vector Park. If you search for Vector Park, right. um, it'll come up. Uh, 
and he's got a lot of like weird visual toys on there. If you if you poke around a bit, you can find them. Um, another influence, sort of along the same lines, um, flash games, pretty stuff. Uh, Orisonal, is I think how you pronounce it. Right. Uh, Fairy Halem. Uh, just really, really pleasant, pretty games um, that sort of expanded uh, my knowledge of of like. Video games could be pleasant and pretty, and they didn't have to be um, aggressive shooters about killing. Um... I've noticed in the last five years that games have become rather cerebral, and this is a good thing. Yes. Um, Like The Gods Are Watching, I think that's the game I've played recently. I think it's called that. Sounds religious. It isn't remotely. (laughs) It's about psychology and survival, and, you know, it's like a encapsulates day Z but in a point and click adventure and it's yeah. really, really, really difficult but in a good way. Not a Dark Souls frustrating or throw this thing out the window way. Yeah. Um and what you're telling me is, you know, you're right, people are looking at games or viewing games as a <clears throat> as a medium in a very different way. Yes, yeah, I, I think especially in recent years it's certainly um really opened up or become more um uh okay i don't know the sentence that i was trying to say there uh, it's, well, it's just, <laughs> <clears throat> they don't always have to feature marines that uh you know have right. uh, the body mass of of and, an elephant and certainly it wasn't <laughs> like you know always that way and like the the history of video games is is full of examples of games that don't take that um like space marine track like there's there's yeah so much uh, diversity throughout the history of games that um, often went maybe unignored. I guess I guess it's easier to get um, media attention for small, weird stuff now than it ever was before. Hence me talking to you. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but you know, one of my earliest memories of playing a video game was this game called Shark Shark on the Intellivision. I've spoken about this on the show before. Apologies, listeners, but I think it's relevant <laughs> to this conversation. And this game had no marines in it. It's you, a little fish. <laughs> and you go around eating other fish and growing bigger. Yes. And as you eat more fish, you grow bigger still. Uh, the only thing you couldn't actually eat outright was a shark. <laughs> but it was awesome about the shark is you could actually bite its tail. If you bit it enough times, it would actually bleed to death and fall to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> this game was from 1982. Or maybe even, it's ancient, ancient. It's older than most people listening to this show now. So it's my age, and uh, and it's, it's you know, and that again, it's quirky silliness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was it existed back then, just like you know, you know, Frogger. That's ridiculous, yes. isn't it? There's a game where frogs run across the road. Why? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I see that the biggest summary then is that you you are influenced most by your peers. Um, yeah, I suppose you could say that. So yeah. um, certain peers, certain people you were drawn to, not everyone, of course, but yeah, certain. yeah. I mean, people working in a certain mode that I was unfamiliar with until I discovered them were influential to me, mm-hmm. which I guess is sort of self-evident when you put it that way. But Indeed. Uh, so. Next question is a leading one from the last one is who okay. or what do you most admire in the industry? Mm. Is it a particular company? It could be a person, vegetable, doesn't matter. Yes. 
that's a hard one to say. Because um, most developers I know, I don't want to single anyone out, and that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. I, I, I'd have to think about that one. I really um, admire a lot of the stuff that uh, David Kanega has been uh, thinking about slash doing. He's the musician behind um, Proteus and Dyad and uh, a game called Panoramical. I uh, really love both Dyad and, and Proteus. Um, yeah. People do yell at me, going, that's not a game. Yeah, it is. It just, <laughs> you haven't played it long enough. Have you seen all all the seasons? The what? Ah, oh, see, told you. <laughs> Have you been to the castle? Have you, you trans? Oh. No, see, go on, bugger off. The, the wood spirits <laughs> were my thing in the autumn. The autumn night wood spirits. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so David is is the musician behind Proteus, right? Um, and he does a lot of writing and thinking about um, music and games, obviously, and the ways in which these two things are um, similar. Um, and, and he puts forth the argument, uh, that they're actually the same thing. Um, which is, uh, like really, really an interesting proposition. And especially so, so the you say music and music. games are the same. Music and games are the same. Um, w- one's passive, <laughs> one's passive, one's interactive, but okay. Uh, well, okay. Which, which one is passive? Oh, my gut reaction is music, but maybe I'm wrong because it's uh, not. Okay, well, we we play both music and games, right? Oh, right. Yeah. If one is a musician of some description, then yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. even even in terms of like like the verbs are the same. Like when you listen to a music track, you you play that track on. Oh yes, you do. Yeah. Um, but it's it's more than just like a semantic similarity, right? Yeah. Uh, this, there's this, there's yeah. a lot of like. Um, like music is sort of about exploring a possibility space of of uh, setting up the system of rules, right? Um, melody and and uh, scales and whatnot. Uh, music is is um, guided play within a system of rules in the same way that a game is sort of guided play within a system of rules. Um, and and the way he lays out his argument is is much oh, this more is jazz. Again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, or Minecraft or whatever. Or Minecraft. Um, yeah, there you go. This. <laughs> Wait, did we just? <laughs> Whoa, we just compared Minecraft to freestyle jazz. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See, this is why you come to listen to the show, everyone. See. Anyway, uh, right. so the way he puts it is is much better than I I just clumsily stumbled over it. But uh, that's that's the basic thrust of the argument right there. That's good. Uh, so, and regardless of whether or not it's true, um, because certainly, like, it's easy to say, well, music isn't games, we have different words for these, and they're different things, and look at all of these differences. Uh, it's fascinating to try and consider, uh, what it means if it is true, and, like, the similarities between music and games. I I find it a really interesting proposition, anyway. Um, no. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> the next question is my favourite question uh, okay. to ask developers and it's really quite innocuous don't worry it's not particularly heavy but it's like <laughs> it gives me a hint about what you're what you what does you know inspire you and that sort of stuff but it might be sort of like oh this is terrible but I still it's my big guilty <laughs> pleasure oh to say it Chris what are you playing right now excluding of course the floor is Jenny <laughs> which you're playing every single day 
ever. Uh, okay. What am <laughs> I playing? playing? Yeah. Mm. It can be anything, by the way. It can be tabletop games too, because I play those too. So. Okay. Um. God. Okay. So my my embarrassing secret is that I don't actually play a lot of video games. Uh huh. You can't tell anyone this. Right. Uh, as you yeah. know, as I say it's on your between on you your, and I, and the, yeah, yeah. N- no, nobody, nobody can hear us, right? This, no, this no, is, no, 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 yeah. no. Okay. Um, I think the last game that I got really, really into was um, this little game called Fjords. Um, okay. Fjords. F J O R D S. Fjords. It's um, sort of like uh, if you started a Zelda game with all of the items. Uh, but none of the items were actually sufficient to solve any of the puzzles, and you had to just glitch out the entire world to make progress uh, to find pizza. That's fjords. To find pizza. Yeah. Okay. Glitches. Uh, so the game is glitching. Pizza. And, and you and you have tools that will just about work. But won't unless you actually break the game. Yeah. That sounds mental. What's that on? It, I'm sorry, what? What's it on? Um, Mac and PC, okay. I think. And it's coming soon to iOS? I, I can't imagine how that would work. It's... Then again, you know, I'm not a developer, <laughs> as we've already established. But, yeah, my problem with when you get games converted from PC to iOS is that how do you deal with the big fat hand on the screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there must be like an analog description, like like <laughs> might be a panel on GDC. How do you get rid of the fat hand syndrome on <laughs> iOS games? <laughs> how to remove people's hands? How to remove people's hands without chainsaws and death and pain <laughs> and suffering? <laughs> is that it? Fjords. That's great, great answer. Yeah, I, was, that was the last I, 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 I played. I wasn't expecting Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would have been maybe a, a bit of a surprise. There was like yeah. really, or, or something <laughs> like I don't know, um, FIFA or something. Really? Okay, okay. <laughs> right. Um, there are people in this country who just buy those two games. I'm sure it happens in the US yeah. as well. They buy Call of Duty and Madden. Yeah, right. And that's what they do. Yeah, and so every year they do that. Every year, like. I, I envy you. I wish I could do that. Instead, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I have a pile of shame. Enjoy. Yeah, I have a pile of shame that's got, you know, I'm actually <laughs> going to enter. It's so tall, I'm actually thinking about entering it into Winter, Winter Olympics. It's that bad. <laughs> I'm having, the pile you know, of shame sport. Yeah, and as Sherpas go up and down it for celebrities doing charity <laughs> runs. It's that bad. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> on that weird note, let us move on to the second half of this glorious show. <laughs> Uh, and talk about The Floor is Jelly. Give us the pitch for this this lovely lovely game, uh, running around on on a wobbly floor. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much just there in the name. Um, everything is made out of jello, uh, or or jelly, or, or jam, or jam. What? Oh, it's a gooey stuff that's that's springy. Yeah, uh, the the text that I'm using on my website. If you want me to just read that off, I can do Go on. that. Yeah, that's okay. fine. I've got it up too, but the, I'm okay. going to check your your verbiage here, see if it's actually right. So, what are you? What are you <laughs> okay. going to say? Uh, oh, right. Okay, this is awesome. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, who hasn't dreamt at some point of filling a pool full of Jello and swimming in it? In some of us, that dream never died. Some of us kept dreaming. What if the whole street was Jello, or the continent, the world? The floor's jelly posits a universe made of jello, made purely for one's own amusement. No longer need we look to our walls and our floors and sigh, how solid, how sadly immalleable, how I wish for a world consisting only of non-Newtonian fluids. That world has arrived via the dark magic of video games as the floor is jelly. See everyone, this is why you have to get this game. Because it <laughs> has the word immalleable attributed to it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever I see a, a product that has the word immalleable attached yeah. to it, I immediately think, ah, I must buy this. I must purchase this immediately, <laughs> regardless of what it is. Is that a car called immalleable? That would be it. <laughs> I would be broke. would be broke, would but at least I would yeah. <laughs> Just buying this car over and over again. <laughs> So um, that's the basic premise. It is a platforming game where mm-hmm. you're running around, jumping between um, various elevated levels, as one does in platform games. But these elevated levels are all jelly. Yes, basically, it's 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 jumping on wobbly stuff. Yeah, uh, which is, and this little dude, I mean, he's he's like a I don't know. Can you describe him? He looks like a tooth. Uh, he's he's a little dot with legs. Yeah, a little dot with legs. That's right. Yeah. And Some when, people call him like a like a flea. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't. I, it could be. I'll just call him Dave. Um, so <laughs> he, he trucks around uh, at great speed. He can go like the clappers. But I noticed <laughs> that when when he bounces on things, like everything just distorts. Yeah, I think people need to understand that that everything. It's got momentum, which I'm going to talk about in later on in the show. Is that, but that's the key to the game. The key to the success of the game is understanding that the jelly has got momentum. There's gravity, huge amounts of gravity. There is gravity. Yeah, and I noticed there's vegetation and stuff that sits mm-hmm. on the jelly that bends and swings about when you bounce yeah. on this jelly, as you would expect, because it's jelly. <laughs> uh, so it all makes sense. It's all got this weight to it. Yeah. So the goal for the game was to have no no solid surfaces in it. So everything is bends and and squishes and and moves around. So this is not everyone, and I do not believe it is a puzzle platformer at all. I believe it to be more dexterous platformer. Um. So you might say you might say it's it's more like um, Meat Boy than Braid, yes. in your opinion. Okay, yes. which is a good thing. Um, yeah. It does require skill, um, whereas Braid is more okay. Fourth dimension. <laughs> yeah, think about the fourth dimension here. 
Right. In reality, well, if time only went forward, you wouldn't be able to do this. But you can actually move backward. <laughs> I wanted to kind of like strike a balance between um, sort of puzzle and, and, and twitchy reflex design stuff. There um, is that here, but I do think one, it errs more because <clears throat> I found most cases when I was going through the game is I know what to do, but I've got fat fingers that stop me from doing it. <laughs> so that, yeah. that's quite fun. Or, or falling through the world, which we'll talk about later too, because that's right. quite funny. It's not an yes. error. It's not a bug. It's not. A, it's a genuine is a feature because <laughs> you've overdone it. You've overcooked it. It's your fault. And the other thing about this game is that when you screw up, it is not the game's fault. I can tell you, you've done a great job of designing. It's always the player's fault. And that's always. Good. It's, that's always. good to hear. Yeah. So the second question I've got um, is, um, oh no, so, uh, is you work with Disaster Piece to get the music. How did that collaboration come about? Did you just ask him? Uh, he asked me, actually. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the game was um, a finalist for the student IGF. Um, yes, I read that in 2012. Two years ago or something? Yeah, it's two years, that, yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, it was the same year that, that Fez won whatever it was it won so um, all of the awards yeah 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 I, I believe it even won the student award really really impressive right um, so so that that year uh, rich happened to be at um the igf expo and was walking around playing the games and happened to play my game and um apparently enjoyed it enough um to uh offer to do music for it and that's sort of how that collaboration began See, that's what happens when you get awards and stuff. It opens a myriad <laughs> of doors. Yeah. It it does. So obviously he liked this element. This is the next question to you. Mm-hmm. It's really about the element of timing momentum is riddled through the game. Mm-hmm. How hard was that to rec- to create that, to simulate that when you were working on the game? Was that... I'm just trying to guess at which point you became stumbling block. I just thought, yeah, um, this jelly, this, this, this. Because normally, when an object is hitting another surface, it doesn't mm-hmm. give. It just yeah. that's it. It's a, whereas you're telling it, not only would this object hurl at a certain momentum, but depending on the speed at which it hits the surface, will deform based on that momentum. Yeah, so I mean, how it's, can it's... you take us through that a little bit? Yeah, so it's it's the core aspect of the game, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's the very central thing that the game is is that that jelly. So it was it was pretty much the first thing that I made. Um, like within a weekend, I had the original physics prototyped and and working, and it was all good. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't like uh, spend a year on the game with solid floors and then suddenly wait. Oh, all of these levels would be possible if this all were jelly. No, this because is the game I've been desi- designing this whole time. Yeah, uh, no, the game does feel like it started with jelly floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but from like like even on that first iteration, the physics were pretty much um, what they were in the final game. About midway through development, there was actually a minor change that I uh, to the to help the jumping works um, and the physics because a lot of people expect it to work exactly like a trampoline. Um, no, and doesn't... there were some some minor things in in 
the engine that made it like not work like that. No. Um, so I just kind of fudged the physics to work right. like people expected them rather than how they would have actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. And this kind of leads me on to my point where it is possible when the thinner sections of floor mm-hmm. that you jump up and you time your jumping because you can actually hurl him into orbit. Mm-hmm. I've had great fun just timing it just right. And he's going, off he goes, little dude, Dave, into orbit. Like, you know, but, you know, it, it does limit itself because of physics and gravity and stuff. But he, mm-hmm. he can go very high. But he lands on a thin sliver of floor or jelly and just slips right through. Yep. Was that always intended? Was that always, was that like, oh, that's funny? Or is it something <laughs> you always wanted to do? Um, I mean, it is a bug, technically, right? Um, but it's a bug that I couldn't fix. No. So it became a fi- feature. It became, if you did full on Microsoft, it was a feature. Yeah, yeah. The the, the glitch overcame me. It won. It, it won, won that battle. But um, I think I'm not going to say it adds to its charm because that means it's being insulting to you. <laughs> and I hate that. Oh, it's charming. Oh, you mean, oh, really? 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 Thank you. But I think it's a mechanic that you exploit in the game anyway. Mm-hmm. I've done it myself. I need to get down there. Oh, I know! <laughs> yeah. I to slip through the world. Don't mind. And yeah. no one's, you know, you're not going to tap me on the shoulder and go, please don't do that. No, of course uh, not. Have you, have you finished the game, by the way? Not quite yet, no. I keep on dipping in and out of it between about okay. Civ 5. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because so, there's there's a portion of the game, not to say too much, but no. there's a portion of the game that's sort of explicitly about that bug. Yes. Okay. No, I haven't got that far yet. Okay. How long is it, do you think? I uh, asked that question because... Yeah. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't look through it, but it's a, it's all cool. I guess it depends. Um, I would say, like, maybe a couple of hours. Mm. Um, or if you're a speedrunner... 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. At least that's that's the latest speed run that I've seen. I, I, I'm a bit rubbish with my dexterous, so I, I dip in for about 15 minutes and I go, okay, I'm getting annoyed now. I'm just... <laughs> so, yeah. And I, yeah, but it, it should last the average player, I think, a couple of hours at least. Hours, yeah. So, I want to talk about the levels, mm-hmm. how you design them. How difficult is it? Has it been making those levels, and what's your starting point? Um, it was uh, much more difficult early on, I think. Um, having worked on the game for like two and a half years or something, over time I've kind of built up like a uh, vocabulary of um, geometric arrangements that mean certain things in terms of level design for Jelly. Um, like, uh, basically, I, I know what works and, like, how to design certain things that feel good in this environment when the jelly is acting like this. And it, it took a while to build that knowledge, and, and um, for a long time, um, it was working out the kinks of, of what made a certain level, like, annoying or too frustrating or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know if that actually answered the question. All I'm asking really is just the 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 process about which you laid out the levels and stuff because you had a great mechanic 
Mm-hmm. But the tricky part is pouring content into that mechanic. Right. That's one of the tricky things. And what I'm trying to tease out of you is that one of the things that you've always found that, you know, that that combo works, that if I just sort of go with that theme onto the next level and push it mm-hmm. to the next point and that sort of stuff, did you find trends or did you try and avoid them? Um... Because otherwise you're just repeating what you did in the last level, only slightly more difficult, which is rubbish. Yeah. I, I tried <laughs> to um, make sure that every level had its own, like, I guess I'd describe it as, like, a thesis. Yes. Like, each level has an idea that it's trying to communicate that is distinct from every other level. Um, I didn't want to repeat an idea, if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so each... I guess that's that's the main requirement for each level is that it, it not um, repeat something that occurs in an older level without adding something new to it. Right. And, I mean, it's quite interesting because um, the way the game works and the fact that it is all jelly in that everything is moving generally mm-hmm. most of the time. And I was talking to a developer at Resd over this weekend and he was saying that... Uh, the makers of Castle Crashers, you know, their piece of advice is have things moving on the screen all the time, even when it's idle. Yeah. Then it's it's not, you know, otherwise it's static and it's dead. Yeah. Always have something. Moving. More interesting when things are moving, more yeah. lifelike, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, if you, you can do it on a video game, why don't you? You, know, right. you can have yeah. things constantly moving it, on the repeat cycle. It doesn't matter. It's okay as long as it's moving. So that's yeah. cool. Um, the last question is really a bit of an industry one, uh, and just like a commentary. I'd just like to see your side of, of things. Okay. So I stumbled in your game on the floor of East Jelly after mm-hmm. watching a giant bomb quick look. It's like, oh, okay. that's fun. <laughs> And saw um, Patrick Klepek doing an excellent job of playing the game because he's very good at platformers. And he's like, yeah, this is fun. And he was, like, loving it as well <laughs> to the point where he went silent a lot of the time, which you know he shouldn't do when you're doing a quick look or yeah. a, a let's play uh, because, you know, otherwise it's, it gets tedious. That's the thing. You have to do a running commentary. That's why they're, they're harder than they, they look. Yeah. But my question is, what's your opinion of of let's plays. I mean, here's me talking to you because of because of one. And how do you how do you feel of their their enormous influence over the last five years, maybe two years actually? What's your opinion on them? Uh, I mean, they're they're great for us as developers, right? Mm-hmm. Like they do a, a uniquely good job of getting people interested in the games that are being played. Um, and I'm I'm always happy to provide people with with codes for for let's plays if if they uh, just contact me mm. um i don't i don't watch a lot of them myself it's i don't i don't i don't really know why maybe because I, I i make the games or i don't know yeah well you know you need to confess that you're not big into playing them um right so it's, it might be why or maybe you just watch them vicariously rather than play them who knows yeah. a lot of people are like that they haven't got time to play games so they sit there watching youtubes it's like Hang on, yeah. you could spend time playing the games rather than watching them on YouTube. Okay, fine. Um, it's just a, I just uh, it's a typical answer I get from people is that they are raising your profile of your game in a mm-hmm. way that no one else can, um, right. and it's a way a, a way of having an honest, seemingly honest opinion about what's going on on the screen by someone. 
Yeah. Uh, that can only be a good thing. So um, I just find it fascinating how it's happened, how YouTube has become, or any other, like Twitch or any other stuff, has just become this means by which games are being transmitted to people in a passive manner. Um, just to say, this is a game I'm playing. Look, aren't I an idiot? Yes, you are very bad at playing this game. Please stop. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I think they're great. I don't, I don't watch a lot of them personally, but I, I think they're they can they're a good thing. Yeah, yeah. They've they've changed the way in which video games are uh, covered in a way that you know mainstream media really you know mainstream. I want to say mainstream, more older media. Outfits yeah, are struggling with. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, there are a lot. I guess um, I don't want to say purer because it's a, a kind of loaded word, but like a lot more um, immediate than yeah. reviews. Yes, you know, like if if you want to know what a game is really like, uh, watch a let's play of it. Don't read a review. Yeah, because that's an opinion. It's not yeah. your opinion. It's an opinion. Right. And when you don't agree with it, then you you know how you how informed have you been? Yeah, you know, some people will wax lyrical about how Zelda is the greatest thing since sliced Zeldas, <laughs> and then when someone, a lot of people actually say they go, oh, "No, this isn't really." <laughs> so I was talking to a friend of mine the other day as well. Um, one of the Zelda games on the, on the DS, I think it was um, the, the the one of the trains tracks or something, Spirit Tracks. That's it. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> bad game. Genuinely bad game. It's like, yeah, everyone said it's Zelda, so it's awesome. Like, no, this is a bad game. <laughs> and uh, he, he expressed that opinion. I said, okay, fair enough. It's uh, all right, fair enough. <laughs> so, but you're right to actually watch Let's Plays that actually eliminates that somewhat. Yeah. So, so anyway, let's sign off. Tell us okay. where you can buy The Floor is Jelly. And it's uh, available on Mac and PC, is that right? Yes, Mac and PC. You can get The Floor is Jelly at thefloorisjelly.com. Um, it's also on the Humble Store, if you mm-hmm. search for it. And it is coming soon, coming, uh, bleh, coming soon to Steam. Oh, right. Because you yeah. had it on Greenlight. Is it still on there? Yes. Or is it? Okay. Uh, it, just, it just got through Greenlight, actually. Well done, because I voted for it. for them, but, you know, uh, Thank you. It's all right. But uh, no, congratulations on getting that through to Steam. That's no, it's hard. But uh, yeah, yeah. But well, and also the URL, how you managed that, I don't know. How was that not taken? <laughs> uh, because I took it two years ago before <laughs> anybody knew the game existed. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Even two years ago, even still, like. Yeah. Could have been some crazy site about jelly floors. <laughs> Who knows? I, that would be incredible. Uh, is it, does it run on Linux? I can't remember. Uh, no, I'd like to put it on Linux if possible, but porting. Ah. Right. Is it some? Is it? Um, so it's not done on Unity or anything like that. It's done using something uh, else. No, it's it's Flash. Um, That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So because um, you know, I've got a friend of mine who just built Steambox, and he's very excited. Yes. And, uh, so they are very good to have. It's only cost three hundred pounds, which is about seven thousand dollars. And um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that joke. And uh, it's it's about you know it's about the size of a PS4. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said it was great, but he had trouble getting the memory in. 
big fat yeah. fingers again the finger thing yeah so uh, ian thank you very much for your time yeah, thanks for having me it's it's been really fun yes. and um do go out there and get it everyone it's only 10 bucks it's awesome and it's uh, all right it's you... okay yes it's whatever <laughs> it's there <laughs> It exists. It exists. And, and, and yeah. a little, little dude called Dave, well, I call him Dave anyway, running <laughs> around um, uh, and uh, he doesn't has no fear. That's the great thing about Dave. He has no fear. No fear. No, no. face. No, no face. Arms. No arms. And legs. But he does have legs. Um, just legs. Just legs. Just legs and, and, no, and that's Dave. That's Dave. And he does, you know, I think in a land where there is jelly, then what has he got to fear anyway? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. There's no fear in Jellyland. No, but he doesn't eat any of it because he's got their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really the tr- the central tragedy of the game. Is he's surrounded <laughs> by all of this edible substance, this delicious <laughs> jelly, and he cannot eat any of it because he has no mouth. <sighs> There's a lot to be said about that. That's a whole <laughs> thesis right there, everyone. That's free. That's free. It's heartbreaking, really. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Ian. (laughs) And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review. And you can also, don't forget, listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there. Just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer, you listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Bye!